Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Rodeo Time, the podcast. It's cold outside, real cold, sleeting. Uh, it's about the same time as our, um, so what did they call it, Snowbageddon last year? And uh, so, conveniently, today, we have all these things we need to do in the warehouse. Uh, yep. So, we're going to tell some cold weather stories, cold rodeo, cold ranching, uh, motivation of what to get yourself going in the cold. We've got Blythe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ep. Whoa, first time. <laughs> Blythe, There's Ep. a first time for everything. Joe and Cole and Donnie are all here. So Dale talks about his recent acquaintance, Marcus Luttrell. Uh, we're more than an acquaintance. Bromance. Sorry. Best friend. We're best friends. Yeah. <laughs> if either one of us got married right now, we I'm, I'm almost certain we would be each other's best friends. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he's got an identical twin right. brother <laughs> who we went to Iraq with. And <laughs> yep. Yep. You win. Yeah. <laughs> they can, it takes they the can They can literally communicate just in their minds. <laughs> I'm... I'm Okay, he would probably be his best man, but that'd be right after him. I'm about to say, yeah, <laughs> dude, he would probably, he'd probably be the reverend at your wedding. Oh, I bet he would. I, I bet you he'd do mm -hmm. that if, if he if you asked him. Yeah, and if it was close enough. Yeah, and if he wasn't doing anything that day, and I would probably have to pay him an obnoxious amount of money. Mm -hmm. Right. So, well, I'm just you naturally. Know, I, yeah. I don't best think friends. he knows we're best friends. He I doesn't know that. So I don't know. I'll yeah. just say that. I don't know. He was pretty. He said that pretty early on. He was like, "I'm just, I'm gonna get your number. He says, I'm gonna check up on you." And that, yeah. So that, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I have lots of best friends that I don't check up on. So, <laughs> um, yeah. And then Sorry. we also give Cole a hard time in this podcast, which you cannot give Cole Snyder a hard enough time. Believe me. Like he just you're like I. And the jokes just never stop coming. Like he just like gives you layups. You know. I get that a lot, actually. I, yeah, I'm. Yeah, you're not the first one. My girlfriend says the exact same thing. She's like yep. you cannot hit, like you cannot break down his ego enough. Like, oh, <laughs> you don't get offended over anything. Like I remember the first week that I'm like you were here, you were like I I I think you said something and like you thought I was offended, which I'm not. I don't get. Yeah. But you were like you were like oh yeah I never get offended and I was like well okay we'll and see. you don't I think at all. I think it's just kind of unmanly. I feel like that moment in 300 where he's like, let's put that name to the test. <laughs> <laughs> now that it's I've known you said that, <laughs> just, let's put this know, man to the test. Word. <laughs> oh, uh -oh. I'm going to take that as a personal challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Kind of like, like Michael Jordan in, in, uh, in uh, what's the series called that he did? Oh, um, 300 or what? No, Michael Jordan. What's the, yeah, the series called? Player? Yeah, the basketball. What, like Mike? The last yeah. dance. Oh, the last yeah. dance. He said, and I took that personally. I said, Donnie just. <laughs> Cole I, said, I can't get offended, and Donnie said, I'm gonna take that personally. Man, I get it. I get it light here. I've worked at some places. That are, I mean, well, granted, like I've never been a good cowboy or rancher. I've always been terrible at yeah, it. No, so it's like, but uh, then also it's like, man, if you're not getting made fun of, that's when that's when you know people don't like you because, you know, if you suck. And they don't say anything, right? Then, yeah. then you know it's like, or Ooh. or you just really, really suck. It's one of two things: but, yeah. either they don't like you, or you're literally so bad, right? <laughs> they don't want you to get depressed. <laughs> I like because I've been in both situations, right? So, but I've also got situational awareness enough to know. Yeah. Well, we another thing we talk about in the park, you know, is like quoting movies. One of my favorite quotes is from. Uh, Dumb and Dumber, 
when you know when he's like you got fired from your job what a pathetic loser <laughs> like i've been filming my buddy rope and he'll miss it i'm just like it just did me in the camera what a pathetic loser to miss that <laughs> it's like well, you, you have to like you, you know it's it it all comes out in the wash man yeah, yeah. um now on to well let's thank our sponsors american hat rock and roll denim can-am side-by-sides total feeds and Excalibur containers. Right. You can move into the 20-footer. Man, I might. You have I went, to decide right now. I went up there to uh, use the facilities, and uh, I'm not going to lie, it was pretty warm up there. It was, it was pretty warm. And I'd be, it'd be nice not to wake up with spiders one of, the, one of these nights. There's a lot There's of spiders in there. Spiders in the winter? In, in the uh, bunkhouse. bunkhouse. In the bunkhouse, yeah. He's in the bunkhouse right now. It's a very old. Yeah. But the... the, we've, the <laughs> <laughs> whoever edits this turn that down yeah, it'll be, yeah i can do that um anyways we've got a 40 footer a 20 footer 40 footer and a 45 footer right now the 20 footers open right or we bring on another intern we we do need a green thumb what <laughs> oh, you still feel bad about the air horn? Twenty footer is uh, nice. The twenty footer is nice. I love that big old porch too. During it's, the summer, it'd be fun. Yeah, it's my goal to pee off that. Oh, okay, nice. you you will <laughs> definitely <laughs> want the twenty footer come summertime. It's got air conditioning there, doesn't it? And it's way better than the bunkhouse. Yeah, I just I like being at the ranch though. Yeah, like, you know that, that's, that's, that's ride it out as long as you can. Yeah. but you're gonna want it come. Yeah, all right, good good anyway. to know. All right, now on to the podcast. Rodeo. I thought it was in your lap. I was about to say, you are ready. Is it everyone's just right ear? No, mine's good. Yeah, I've got both of mine. <clears throat> Is it the headphones? No, we don't have to. <laughs> no, we can switch back if you want. <laughs> no, you don't have to, Blythe. I'm used to this. So um, we are talking today about, I don't know what, but we've got the whole team here. We've got... <laughs> Cole Snyder, Jordan Halverson, Blythe. What's my last name? Epstein. It starts with an E. Epperson. Epperson? <laughs> Blythe Eep. Ep. No. Yeah. Ep. Her nickname is Beep Beep, and so I sometimes say Eep. Anyhow. Yeah, I did not know you didn't know my last name until like a couple weeks ago. Two weeks ago? I've been here for six months. <laughs> well, that's kind of like average. I didn't. I don't think I knew Nick's last name till after he was gone. Jordan's. It took me a while to learn Jordan's. I that call, and you called me Joe for a year. Uh, yeah. Still do. I call Cole. I've only called you Lane a couple of times. Yeah, but it only takes once. Yeah. <laughs> to hurt your feelings. Yeah, pretty, pretty. Pretty spot on. I'm kind of a soft-spoken dude most of the time, so yeah. Yeah, first right. Week, first week. <laughs> soft-spoken. First week I was here, I was like, oh, you know, just trying to do everything. And then 
I don't know, the subtle jokes about like, yeah, you're just kind of riding off your brother's coattails. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> they made that joke enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so all these people are here. I know all their last names. And it's uh, February 23rd. Speaking of February 23rd the and podcasts, the Marcus Luttrell, um, Dale Brisby podcast came out this morning. Team never quit. Team Never Quit is the look up Team Never Quit on iTunes and Spotify. Um, it's also on YouTube. I, it didn't release on YouTube today. I think it comes out at a different date on YouTube. But anyway, yeah, two-hour conversation that uh, Melanie Luttrell was on there too, Marcus's wife, as well as uh, David Thornberry, Marcus's, one of Marcus's best friends. So really interesting podcast we got to do. He and our best friends now. Naturally. Um, he made the mistake of giving me his cell phone number. <laughs> <laughs> you want to come over and play G.I. Joe's? <laughs> yes, but only because he's seen me like tag him in pretty much every post I've made since then. And <laughs> I text him every day. And <laughs> you know, I did. I have asked him a few times. I've have, uh, asked him a few questions via text and yeah. We're, we're best friends. We're, I mean, that's what best friends do, right? Yeah, sometimes it takes them two or three days to respond, but... <laughs> hey, you up? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so <clears throat> go, on the, go on their podcast. Uh, go on Team Never Quit. Check it out. Listen to that. Great conversation. The first thing that was asked was... Uh, it was from their Patreon listeners. They At, they, at the beginning of each, each podcast, they do a question from the audience and it was what is your bucket list item so do you have a bucket list item cole uh gator roll across a highway with a gator no just like you know just like lay down and just roll sideways across the highway i feel like we can make that happen mm -hmm. i'm just kidding that's not actually on my bucket list no it is it's to kill a buffalo a horseback mm. yeah that's bucket list i feel like both of them are attainable yeah they really are i've been putting in for buffalo tags for yeah, a while here on radiator ranch <laughs> yeah i've always want yeah i've always just thought well and I, ha I had a boss and everything and he just thought it'd be like yeah we could make a lance and then it just kind of started snowballing and it's like oh my gosh i have to do this one day so it's like as soon as i draw a buffalo tag yeah i'm gonna run run a buffalo down with a with a lance with a spear think how awesome that would be I don't feel like it would be as I don't I wouldn't want to kill him with the spear. Well, personally, yeah, I'm just saying personally, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever shot a gun off like a horse? Yeah, I went to a mounted shooting thing once mm -hmm. back in high school, and it, and it was cool. Uh, it's just not, I, I don't know. It's just not really my my thing. Um, spears are his thing. Yeah. Spear, yeah, spears. more of a primitive type guy. Yeah. What's your bucket list item, Blythe? Uh, it was to ride bull. Already been there, done that. Uh, didn't ride it. Fell off of it. But got on twice though. Yeah, fell off twice though. Right. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Probably. Uh, I want to go deep sea fishing and actually catch something, and not like want to throw myself overboard again. Cause we went on a double red flag day, and I was. No thanks. No. I'm staying on the dock. If yeah. it's like that, like it better be like glass. For me personally, for me to go out. Have you ever been out? No. I mean, I went on a cruise once with my family when we were, like, kids. But not kids, but 
long time ago, and uh, I didn't get too bad seasick there, but it was pretty smooth sailing the whole time, pun intended. What about you? What's a bucket list item for you, Jordan? I don't know. I've always wanted to go. He mentioned Buffalo, and I want to enter that um, bull riding that's in New Mexico. Uh-huh. Where they actually have a buffalo riding. You yeah. put your boar up on a bu- buffalo. So like, Is that in Winter Rock? Mm, I thought it was in Gallup. I don't know. Mexico. I uh. What's your bucket list? Item. Donnie Ray Daytona. Be blonde for a day. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, um... I'm just thinking rodeos, like Cheyenne, yeah, bucket Pendleton, list rodeos, yeah, those kinds. Those, that, that's what's on my bucket list right now. Yeah, mine was uh, noodling. Mm. Yeah, and and like it was legitimately on my bucket list. Like if if the word bucket list came up, the first thing I would think of was pulling a catfish out of the water, right, with my arm, and uh, I've already got it down. I've pulled. Very large catfish, at least larger than the ones Donnie's pulled out of the water. Mm. And um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I don't know. I need a new bucket list thing. I've accomplished everything there is to accomplish in the bull riding world. <laughs> I'm the greatest of all time there. Literally nothing more. Yeah. I'm Marcus Luttrell's best friend. I've noodled a catfish. It's a pretty yeah, it's a pretty full life pretty right now. Pretty full life. Yeah. 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 I feel like we're talking to one of those guys off of secondhand lines. Right. Yeah. That's me. What about the the skydiving? Hell I don't, yeah! I don't want to do that, but you like would. I, do I, it. I, I might do it. We're going to Fort Benning, Georgia, to do some filming this summer. I might do it there, but I just. Uh, but it's not. It's, not yeah, it's not a bucket list. Like, if I decided not to do it, like I wouldn't feel like I was a failure. So. What if you're in the plane, about to jump? You're like, I don't know. Would you feel like a failure then? Yeah. yeah, no, if I'm in the plane, like, <laughs> if I'm in the plane, I'm going to do it. Yeah, once I do that, once I strap on the parachute, like, I'm part of Team Never Quit, okay? Like, we're going to circle back to that. <laughs> you know, when your best friend is Marks Luttrell, you can't back out of skydiving once you're in the plane. That's kind of like a rule of thumb that, you know. Don't even get in the plane. Exactly. Yeah, now, up to getting in the plane, anytime before I get in the plane, I have the right to quit. That's what the rules say, at least. Mm-hmm. The ones I made up in my head. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I, I guess so. You're part of Team Never Quit, and you're tar- talking about quitting before you even get started? <sighs> well, you're not. it's not <laughs> quitting if you don't get started. Oh, so never never try, never fail. One of those, one of those things. Listen, Cole. I'm just saying, I'm sorry. <laughs> you can only ride Lane's coattails for so long. <laughs> Well played, um, well played. Anyway, cold weather ranching. How cold does it get in North Carolina? Uh, It'll get down to like the teens, but I don't remember it getting any colder than that. Like, Does it snow up there? Occasionally. Yeah. Not very often. And if it is, it's like an inch or two and the whole, you know, state shuts down. Mm-hmm. What we had out. today? Yeah, we'd be shut down. Every All the bread would be gone, all the milk would be gone, and you would be sitting at home. With not even a quarter inch of sleep on the ground. Yeah, the commute's pretty bad. It's on the warehouse to my container. Yeah. I barely made it today. (laughs) Almost 12 feet. Yeah. 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 (laughs) 
Yours further snow? down. Yours closer up. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we had, it's pretty cold outside today. That's why we're inside filming. Um, I wanted to go outside and film, but everybody was like, no, no, don't, Dale, don't do it. We don't want to, and especially fun. Cole. Um, <laughs> so Cole can't handle the cold. Yeah. So it's really just, yeah, strong. One of my biggest weaknesses, really, yeah, that's why I came to Texas. That's why I didn't pack any warm jackets when I came down here. Yeah, uh, did No. I was I was thinking like ah it'll be like sunny seventy five. I said explicitly several times, yeah, worst you know at least to get out of the cold weather you know for the winter, and then yeah like the third day I was here I was just like couldn't feel my hands. I didn't bring insulated gloves, long johns. I brought one pair of wool socks. That well, was, you also flew down. Yeah, that's true. So, do you have a vehicle? Yeah, I got a two thousand fifteen Chevy Equinox, real nice. Got Sirius XM. Let it not make it. Why don't you want it down here? Well, when I first came down, it was just like, well, I still didn't really know what to expect. And I was going to be leaving right away. So I was just like, well, I guess I'll just fly down to see what it is. And You didn't think you would make it this long? I didn't know if you guys I would like me. get fired pretty quick. Yeah, I'm just I was going like, to fly down and test it out. Set yourself up for success. That's not what you did, though. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Sounds like you were almost quitting before you got started. Well, I wasn't. I like. I wasn't sure what. I didn't know if people would like me here. My how the turntables. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know what to expect. But yeah, no. I have. I have a car. I have a well, soccer mom rig. But but we don't like you here, and you're still here. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> now it's just out of spite, really. <laughs> to prove a point. <laughs> um, Donnie is just chomping at the bit over there to give Cole a hard time. <laughs> You like other people giving him a hard time? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy because y'all kind of look like if you had the same color of hair, you could be brothers. You're both, you're about the same height. You talk about the same, I don't know. Y'all could be related. You do get a lot of the movie references. Like we'll we'll reference some movies that apparently only Donnie have and I have ever seen, and we'll just be laughing, and nobody like nobody else will. The entire yeah. flea market is um, in a battle for who's to be Donnie's best friend, but I feel like it might be Cole. They bicker <laughs> like they're brothers. Yeah. <laughs> this is from the moment we get here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> y'all y'all giving each other enough hard time. I, I just want to take the mic for a second. <laughs> I like sitting over here without a mic, but. The first thing that this guy says to me <laughs> when he gets here, it, I was like, man, my arm is sore. And he's like, well, I know it ain't from all the bucking horses you've been getting on. I said, okay, so everything's fair game. <laughs> like, I can say whatever I want to this guy, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, But it's been good. Was that so. one of the moments where you trying to be <laughs> a jerk? No, it was just it was one of those things where I don't really like realize. Like I told you the one. Kind of like I, what you said about Willie. Yeah, I told Willie, I just said, I was you talking said, about everybody. Go ahead. Man, by the way, I just thought, looking at Willie, he was going to be a hand. <laughs> and then that was it. Yeah. <laughs> that was the end of the sentence. <laughs> Willie. And we all kind of looked around, and we looked at Willie, and yeah. And then you were like, and Blythe, man, you really don't look like you can edit videos. I didn't say that. But... <laughs> I I don't know. I did I did think Willie was gonna be super like 
really punchy when I got down here. I don't know. Just by the way, Willie's a good-looking cowboy. He, he really is. When he's wearing his was he, when he's wearing his hat and his uh, denim shirt, you'd be like, "Oh, that guy right there." And well, yeah. Then you get to, <laughs> but uh, well, yeah. he's just not experienced yet. That's it. He he tried. Yeah, he tries hard, and he, man, he'll he'll learn anything. I didn't mean it like I was trying to put him down, but he instantly took it. Man, I'm sorry I disappoint you all the time, Cole. <laughs> like, no, you never have. <laughs> Sweetheart Willie just yeah, goes to apologizing. I did so the, hard on himself too. Yeah, all the time. I I I've done that a lot. I was teaching this guy how to run a cutting torch. My buddy Luke Peters, and I was showing him how to how to run a cutting torch, and uh, he was doing good. And then I just you know went doing something else, and I was like, yeah, man, just like you're doing awesome. You're picking this up real fast. And I just look away, and then over my shoulder, I just yell, yeah, re- really anybody can pick this up, you know. And I, he had stopped me like, oh. Thanks for just taking back the compliment. I was like, no, I meant, I didn't mean anybody can do it. I just meant you're, yeah, I do that a lot. We always know what you're thinking. We were at the, yeah, yeah, because he just says it. We were at the national high school finals um, and we had a booth there. And um, well, backing up, there's a story that Todd Snyder tells about meeting Jerry Jeff Walker, his hero. Todd Snyder is an artist and uh, a, a musician and um he gets to meet jerry jeff walker and it's in this he tells the story really well but the point is is whenever he does get to meet him he tells jerry jeff this is the highlight of my life and jerry jeff says you must have had a pretty boring life so far kid <laughs> and uh it's funny the way todd snyder tells yeah. it anyhow we love the story we always share it it's on a youtube video when we're driving long drives and so anyhow Leroy and i we're at this booth in at the high school finals and uh, this high school kid hangs out with us all day and kind of around the booth. And <clears throat> I think he helped us maybe pack up or something. But at the end of it, we were like, Hey, you want to go to dinner with us? And he was like, Oh my gosh. Yes. So yeah. we get to dinner, we go to old Chicago or something. And he, it just so happens where he's sitting in between Leroy and I, and he's like, I just can't believe this. I've been hanging out and now I'm eating with Dale Brisby and Leroy Gibbons, this has got to be the best moment of my life. And just immediately, without hesitation, I said, you must have had a pretty boring life so far, kid. And, and he goes, yeah, it's been pretty boring. And I was like, no, 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 it's a, it's a quote. It's a, I didn't mean it like that. And he was like, what? And I was like, I'm sorry. But it just, it was one of the most, but that you, you, you just can't, as a movie line reciter, you cannot miss those opportunities for no. just the most perfect. Right. Um, yeah, we had a, 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 a heifer in the pen once, uh, number 22 or something. And my old man showed up mid-morning. He was like, where's 22? And I said, she fell in with a bad bunch, and we had to hang her. <laughs> and he said, okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> no more questions. Yeah. Then uh, Pony Boy, who you know, yeah, he came back. Right. And stayed, came down there for a few months, and uh, he got in super late, so I was out ranching hard, heavy ranching. I was out doing something. I don't know. Anyhow, when he when he woke up, got in at like three in the morning. So when he got up and around, it was like nine o'clock. And Leroy brought him out, and, and uh, Leroy yelled, 
what'd you say, Captain? I found a prodigal. And I said, yeah, but it wasn't in no church house. <laughs> he didn't get it. A lonesome dove, another very applicable. Lonesome dove quotes, when when applied in real life scenarios, are always applicable. Golly, what did? Oh, that's what it, whenever my old man died, I called Garrison and uh, um, to tell him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he responded with a lonesome death quote. Oh. <laughs> and it was, you know, I was best man in his wedding. You know, he's one of my best friends of all time. So, like, <laughs> it was the exact thing right. I needed to hear in that moment. Absolutely. Yeah. I guess going to want some big fancy funeral is what he said. <laughs> you know, at the end, right before. Yeah. When, right before Gus dies. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. But he knew it would cheer me up. But I thought it was funny. Like later on, I got off the phone and I was like, "That's that's a friend. If he knows to say a a movie quote when it, whenever you call to tell him that your dad just died, that's right. like he knows you pretty well." Oh yeah. Anyhow, anybody else got any like very applicable movie quotes in life? No. I feel like they're Donnie. I'm sure you have some. Yeah. Let's hear it. Pass him the. Pass Don, him Donnie's the. always got. <clears throat> Easy on the mic there, Joe. I don't know about like just a specific one like that, but I've been known for quoting movies for a long like through high school. <laughs> I I would quote movies that were old and people had probably never seen my age, and they were like, well, "I'd be like, we'd be at football practice. I might say something like from Lonesome Dove, and they'd be like, what the hell are you talking about?'" <laughs> football was good. I quoted Waterboy a lot. Like I'd just be we'd be lining up on defense. I'd be like sixty two. I don't know if you haven't. You've seen the movie. Right. I don't know. I don't have any like like what you do. That was pretty deep. Yeah, but there's probably some office ones that we've done. Yeah. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I still don't get them. I, I'm just so floored. We go through spurts, though, like where we use the same one a lot. Like, hadn't seen the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Which we, is an office quote. That's pretty recent one we've been using. Ever since they took it off Netflix, um, you well, G- Gabe tells Gabe is the he's the best at it. Gabe might be better at putting office quotes into real life than Garrison is at putting Lonesome Dove into real life. They they rival each other. Anyhow, um, ever since I took it off Netflix, we've probably lessened our office quoting for the day. Right. He <laughs> talked. Only the first two seasons for free if you got to pay for it. What questions do you have for us? Yes. Okay. So how do you stay motivated in terrible weather conditions? Talk to us, Joe. So a lot of times, like, for me personally, like, I struggle a lot with getting fit, I think, during, like, the cold months because, like, you are less likely to just get up out of a warm blanket on the couch to go work out. So... And a lot of times I'm hurt during the winter time. I don't know why that is, but generally I'm usually pretty crippled. That's the best time to Yeah. For to, rodeo oh, cowboys. Yeah, for sure. So I don't know. Just staying like making goals and stuff like that. Just, you know, put some motivation behind like actually getting up and going and do something even though it's like freezing cold out. So what are your goals right now? Uh well, one of my goals right now is like I want to win the women's series this year. Like, I mm-hmm. I want to be that. And then, like, just having a full season 
like going the whole year, you know, as, you know. As healthy as you can. Yeah, I mean, it's not realistic because it's bull riding, but you can try. Yeah. And to keep a 75% riding average. So if I like, so in my mind, like I want to be riding 75% all the time. So if I get bucked off bulls, then I have to go and get on as many jump kickers and ride them until my riding percent is back up. I like that. So. That's a pretty, that's a really cool way to look at it. Yeah. So a 75% riding percentage in bull riding, especially if you're talking about just in competition is very, um, challenging. So like 40% riding percentage in PRCA is, I mean, it's, it's, it's like batting 400. Put you in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So anyhow, continue. Obviously. Yeah. So I wanted to like I felt like that would help my mentality, even if it was just jump kickers, because like that's just kind of one of the things that they've always said is like you know be consistent. And I felt like if I make myself ride better by like consistently riding even like jump kickers with perfect form and making my riding percent higher, it would help translate into better bulls. Yep. So that was part of my motivation was to like, that's going to help me stay really driven to get fit and be strong. So then I can get on more bulls because if you're not strong and you can't handle it, then you can't get on more bulls. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like habits and deadlines. Mm -hmm. So like if I create a habit of doing something, so I I have to do something. I have to get myself on a streak of doing something every day. You've been running to work every day. Or... Well, and, and so, like, I have to, for me personally, like, I have to get myself into the habit of doing that. And then I have, like, I have, you know, reasons for that. So that's where the deadline could help, you know. Um, if you have a rodeo, usually the most consistent and the hardest work I'll do is when I have a rodeo in sight, meaning, like, less than 10 days. So that's why... Um, it's great. You, you, you need to work hard in off season. Like if you don't have a rodeo for a month, um, but that the accountability of a deadline will really help motivate. So if you can find something to go to, um, <clears throat> even if it's like a jackpot or maybe it, it's a, like a practice pen, if you can find some way to raise the stakes for that, that way you've given yourself a deadline. Now all of a sudden you can, you know, it's going to, because you've got this, you got to perform when, the, when, when it's your turn, you have to nod your head on that Saturday night. Like you got to be ready. Then you can't say, well, let's come back Sunday, the weather, the, the weather, this, or the weather that, and the animal doesn't care about the weather. Like when it comes Saturday night at eight fifteen, you know, and they call your name, you've only got a few seconds and you got to nod your face. So that deadline is coming. And so the time, so between now and then, what are you going to do pre to prepare? So, because it's a very, and we talked about this the other day, that is a very pure moment. And you can say all that you want. You can talk all that you want. You can, you can post all you want on Instagram you're, you, that you've been training or you've been working. You can do all the motivational quotes on there. You can tell your buddies this or that. But when that gate opens, that's the most pure moment where it's just going to, the, the wheat is separated from the chaff 
and how hard you've been working and your ability to perform under pressure, those two things combined are going to show. Because I say that the second thing, ability to perform under pressure, is because um, sometimes you can do all that work, but then you've also got to learn to execute Mm -hmm. in the moment, you know. All that planning and preparation is for not if you've if you can't control your emotions. So, but that's another thing you can practice and prepare for because in the rough stock, those horses they don't know the difference in a practice pin and a and the real deal. So if you're like repeatedly getting on in the practice pin, and then you are um, perfect, practice makes perfect. But <clears throat> so, but but wrote whether you're talking about bull riding or I mean they're. Bull riding and life, they're the same things. Like you're able to perform best when you can remove emo- all emotion from it. You know, um, you get your you get the fundamental down. You're you're in shape. It is ninety percent mental, and the rest is in your head. Period. In in rodeo, like once you know the fundamentals, and and you've got those down, and you're in decent shape, like you you could you can ride and you, but if you know it mentally, and then you remove emotion, you can ride anything can ride anything that does anything because there's fundamentals that'll well they got into the fence he took a hard right there's a fundamental for that mm-hmm. you know this bull has way more rare than he does kick there's a fundamental for that so once you get those fundamentals down it's all about execution so yeah I feel like that's what I'm struggling with right now is taking the emotion out of it because I'm coming off of an injury so like those emotions of like just getting hurt yep. again right now yep. because like the other day when I got on the R.A. Brown Bull, I was not awake those first two jumps. But since I had my fundamentals down, so I just went straight to, like, I was on the drop barrel. Yep. So it's just I need to take, like, I need to work on for myself is taking my emotions out of it and realizing it that I can ride bulls. Like, I am fit. I am healed up. But right now I just, you know, like, I've got the fundamentals down. That's not my issue. My issue is taking the, that emotion out of it, like you're saying. Yeah. You ever had one of those moments, like, right, Right when you're getting down in the chute and then, you know, like you're kind of, kind of like what Joe was saying, you're not 100% feeling ready and then something will kind of happen. Like you might get delayed a second and then it'll be like, oh, glad you get that out of the way. Like for me, it was always, I love when stuff goes wrong right before I ride. Cause 100%. Then it's, like then it's just like, ah, I got on this horse. It was almost like a test run. Yeah. And I, it's, uh, it's kind of like getting on a re-ride, you know, like, you know, sometimes, sometimes you ride your, your re-ride horse or whatever, just like awesome. And it's like, oh, just warmed up, loosened up now. Or like at a practice pen, you know, your second horse will always be spot on. I remember this one time in rodeo, I was not feeling ready. I think it was a red eye rodeo, but anyhow, um, I was just, was not, not feeling awake. And I was like, all right, well, go through the motions, like get on him and everything. Like you'll, you'll be ready one jump and you'll be, you'll be back in it. And I remember as soon as I sat down on this horse, like the horse, horse frogged up and everything in the chute. Anyway, it just flipped me out of the chute. Wait, 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 wait. The horse, just like buck frolicked, frogged, fr- frolicked. What frolicked. did I say? Frolicked. I think you said frolicked. I think I said flogged. flogged. I think you said frolic. Not exactly sure. He is that like a Montana word that guys use for horses? They frolic. What? <laughs> Probably like, like across a. <laughs> were you in a bucket chute or were you in a field of daisies? <laughs> So there I was, <laughs> getting on the horse. I'm uh, sorry. Continue. No. Your horse was frolicking in the buck and shoot. Yes, this horse frolics a little too more much than little Cole could handle. <laughs> anyway, 
I was just like, I hadn't even got a hold of my rigging yet. And I just, I just fell out of the chute and I landed in the arena and, I, and it was like, everybody was laughing. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I just got bucked off this horse and I hadn't even nod my head. But then I got on it was just, it was awesome after that. It was like, Oh, what a, whatever. Like I'm, I'm warmed up now. I love when stuff goes wrong right before it's you like, know. Yeah. It's kind of like, I really enjoy not. I've always so there was this video we used to watch growing up. It was called uh, Moon of the Desperados, and this show. this uh, there's one little spot in there. It's Calgary. There's yeah. they're filming in Calgary, and uh, some old timers probably know who it is. But anyhow, this bareback horse smashes the crap out of yeah. this bareback rider, but he still like reaches up and just dives for yeah. his mark out and still right. gets him. And in that instance, <clears throat> you would have what's called a free roll. Right. You don't have to mark your horse out. You're given a, a free roll, so you don't have to mark him out. But he does anyway, mm-hmm. and I love it. Yeah. Love it. And and watching that growing up, you know, it was just always, like, interesting to me that just, like, for him, getting smashed like that was the first punch. Right. You know, that, that horse punches him first, yeah. and then his mark out, and then he builds his ride, and then the horse went on to be a hunk of junk. But the point is, is, like, <clears throat> I would always really enjoy just a good right. – rare out which is ironic because of what happened to me in austin but um i enjoy like a the first punch you right. know like oh, yeah. kind of and then or or that yeah that instance like you know like something happens then they're like all right roll him we'll come back to you, you just kind of then all of a sudden you're like <laughs> yeah. yeah now i'm ready it's like oh like everything you know think something went wrong i i never i don't like strict routines before i get on like i i, I just like i kind of have you know the fundamentals down but I don't like sticking to because I found that if I had a routine where it's like, all right, I need to do this, you know, seven times, this ten times, and, and all this. If I missed something, because you know things things happen, you you roll, you know, you're going earlier or anything, and it was all of a sudden like, oh no, my routine's broken. Like I can't, I, I need to do this real quick, and all of a sudden you're taking a long time. For me, you know, I kind of like that fluidity and getting ready and like, I, I don't know, it's like your job, your job's to ride him. You know, that's what I was always. That's what I was always told. It's like your job's could, to ride them. I can see where you're coming from. I like a routine, though. So, no, I, yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying personally. Yeah, I like a routine. Like I like the, the timing of. I mean, like it's never perfect, you know, because one day you're, might be saddling your horse in the back alley out of a left hand delivery, and the next day you're in the very front out of a right hand delivery, and you're saddling. And I mean, like there's always going to be nuances that I think are different, but. Um, yeah, and then maybe or they end up putting you with the bareback riding right. or your you know first section of bulls rather than yeah stuff gets thrown around but hang on loosely. Yeah. Rodeo is cool that like you're like people teach you how to like do it at first like you learn how to do it but then like it's up to you to put in the work and like you're your own coach kind of like yeah it is freezing outside but like you're still gonna get on the barrel and like. We're all like, it's your, you well, have to keep yourself accountable. The, people will teach you, but like, there's not, you do have to keep yourself accountable, but like a lot of people, you know, your, your taste in rodeo may, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but it, you know, this is your first experience with the rodeo, isn't it? Yeah. So what, what we have here is, is pretty unique. Yeah, it's like people there, are. There are other places, you know, for instance, mm-hmm. another place that I grew up around was Branded for Christ. It's a cowboy church between Huntsville and uh, Madisonville, Texas. It's yeah. on I-45, Bubba Miller, 
is the preacher there. He's also the rodeo coach at Sam. Well, if you get in that circle, you would have a very similar experience to what we have, even more head of stock to get on it. Mm -hmm. There's more like Donnie's buddies with uh, Lefty Holman and uh, um, some of them guys up there. I'm sure if you're in that circle, it'll be kind of a similar thing. You'll have people helping you. But there's a lot of people that are just like out across the U.S. Like not in groups. That, that aren't that don't have access to stuff like this. Yeah. And they only have themselves. Maybe a few YouTube videos. They'll go to some rodeos and maybe they run into someone who might give them some advice on the fly. Like people in rodeo are generous. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, like, you know, if you're before I was in Bubba's circles, I was that guy. I mean, I had my old man, mm-hmm. thankfully. But, uh, you know, some people don't even have that, and they just got to take off down this right. road of rodeoing without. College rodeos help because sure. there's, you know, usually a college rodeo, there'll be a coach, there'll be other contestants, they might have a practice pin, mm-hmm. high school rodeo. <clears throat> Sometimes, most of the time, you're on your own there. Um, but, yeah, essentially, the whole thing, there's no coaches Outside of college rodeo, like I just no, mentioned, I, yeah. out there's no, there's typically no coaches, there's no trainers, there's no um, cheerleaders. You, it is all self motivated. Which so, that part you hit the nail on the head. So how would you like say somebody starting out that like knows nothing? Like, I mean, I knew nothing before, like before I came here. So but that's that's the rub. That's that's why this program we have is so competitive. There's so yeah. many people that want to do it because you got to find something like this. Mm-hmm. You got to find a Bubba Miller and a Branded for Christ Cowboy Church. You got to find those um, places. Um, Junior Nagara, you know, he he fell in with a couple of team ropers that helped him get to where he is now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so you've, you've got to find that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do it on your own. It will just take you a little bit longer, you know, having to, you got to buy all the equipment and then all of a sudden you're, you're getting on your practice, your practice pins are rodeos that you're mm-hmm. entering, you know? So what I would suggest is if you're young, I would get, I would go to high school and college rodeos. You know, if you're that young, go to a school first, I'll go to a school first and that's where you can make your first connections. You know, uh, sankeyrodeo.com, they have schools Gary LaFue has schools. Um, there's the Thanksgiving Rodeo School at Stay Smith's Place. Servey puts on some buckouts. A lot of stock contractors will put on some schools occasionally. Um, Sankey puts on like 20 schools a year. Uh, Gary LaFue puts on three or four a year. I don't know anybody else that puts on multiple a year. You know, uh, Cody Custer. Cody he Custer. Does, he does some schools. He'll do, he'll do two or three a year, it seems like. Maybe more. He's doing more now than he did Cody before. Custer. Um, so, I think Ted Noose does a school. Lefty and them do some schools. They do that twice a year. Three times a year. So these are all rough stock. I'm just yeah. talking about rough stock. I don't know anything about timed event. Um, so those those are pro- those are probably more prevalent. I would say yeah, like, event? A, like clinics and stuff like that. And like I feel like at those you can have more auditors like where you don't have to have a horse there or like yeah. you can go and listen, but like for riding, like you're either going to do it or you're not. Right. <laughs> yeah. The, the timed event deal though, just because you don't have, you know, the rough stock is, yeah. 
and that, and you can probably get better quicker because you can do more runs a day. Like you go to your first school in rough stock, maybe <laughs> if it's a three day deal, maybe you get on five or six on average, you know, there's, there's other people that'll get on 14 or 15 that, you know, may have a little more lead in their pencil, but the, but timed event, it's less physically demanding. So you can, you might have 60 runs, you know, if you know how to ride a horse. Um, so anyways, I would find a, find a school. Um, but then if you want to make a career out of it, you need to find somewhere where you can do that thing consistently, you know, um, rope consistently, ride consistently, get on consistently. So you need to just put yourself in an environment where you're immersed in it. So, but that's, that's another learning it, um, being a hobby at it and then making a career out of it. Those are, that's three different levels. I think, yeah. Make friends with a stock contractor. Stock contractor. Yeah. I meant to, right. I meant to say that too. The only, the only danger there is getting, getting too caught up in production. Right. That's, which is a real danger. I see that so many times. Like stock contractors are the, the two dangers. Number one, you end up becoming a test dummy to get on colts or young bulls. And now you're getting on, you're getting on crap that you shouldn't be getting on. The other thing is <clears throat> you get caught up in production, driving the truck, sorting stock, running a de-rigging chute, feeding, and it, it takes away from learning right. your craft. But if you, if you have no other option, it's great. Right. I, I, no, and you're right. I've been on both sides of that one. I've worked for rodeo companies and definitely- <laughs> Yeah, you cheated on us. You said that yesterday. What? What other rodeo companies? Worked for Jacob's Rodeo Company oh. up north. Yeah, that was, that was what I like cut my teeth on. Um, with Dick Lyman, but uh, McMillan rode a company out of Washington. They got me on my first bucking horse, and mm-hmm. I was just always and yeah. But they they just liked me because I tried, you know. And they were you know they were they they'd call you out and everything. But whenever I'd go to one of their rodeos, I would just always help out. I'd drop flanks and everything, and just just try to be nice behind the shoots and everything. And they they loved it. And it's not like they're gonna not gonna help you draw horses or anything. But you'd way rather have them on your side than not. And it's like they they know where they're going. You can you know ride. Um, you know, kind of get to follow them around and get, you know, you'll know their horses and they always treated me really well. And, uh, that was the best advice I had. Like they're going to invite you to practice pens. They're going to invite you to their rodeos. Like that's, that's, that's I, good my, my suggestion as far as like, <clears throat> it would be if you don't have another option, right? No offense to no, no, contractors, no, no. but like, if you don't have another option, then do that because you're married to that for that week, you're married to their rodeo. And it not, I'm not just saying that like, you only get to go to one rodeo. That is one thing. Like if you're if you're working for that stock contractor and they're going to that rodeo that weekend, you only get to go there. Mm-hmm. But also like you're helping sort stock on Tuesday to go to that rodeo. You're helping haul that stock on Wednesday to go to that rodeo. You're helping fill up the tack wagon on Thursday to go to that rodeo. Friday, you're going to that rodeo. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you're at that rodeo. Right. Next Monday, you're coming. See what I'm saying? That's seven days. Yeah that you have to dedicate to production and not your craft. But anyhow, we're beating a dead right. horse. Yeah. There's other situations like, for instance, Rump's story. Yeah, exactly. Our, our previous podcast where Rump, that was his only option. Right. Mm-hmm. The other, because he got paid for those seven days. Yeah. He he wanted a rodeo so bad and it just wasn't cutting. He wasn't winning money steer wrestling. So he's like, well, I'm going to work for this stock contract, Benny mm-hmm. Butler. And I'm gonna get paid. I'm gonna get a consistent paycheck. So that there's there's moments where, you know, it, it might be necessary. 
So I don't want to completely knock it. I'm just no, the uh, son. I'm just the right. son of a of a stock contractor. <laughs> that's that's coming from, you know. And and my old man was in production. He picked up and he and it, I can. So like, I guess I'm saying I kind of have a right to say that. You right. know, no, I'm no, not I just hear throwing you. rocks. I just I, I saw my old man have a passion for bronc riding, but he got tied up in production mm-hmm. and didn't get to. I had a stock contractor that helped me out a lot i got in good with him but he didn't have the production side of that rodeo like he literally just brought the bulls yeah so like he never needed me to come and help him and like he knew i wasn't ready for like the open bulls but i wasn't allowed to ride in their amateur anymore so he would bring me a fresh two-year-old every week that just needed an out and he we'd bucket at the end of the show yeah and it was like the perfect medium because it was like better than what we were getting like the amateur bulls but then like it wasn't also so rank it was going to kill me off like what I would have gotten on if I had entered the open at that point in my riding so like he was a stock contractor that helped me out a lot he also is the one that you know helped me buy bulls too so so there's another what you kind of remind me of there's another way to is is like if you follow a stock contractor Mm -hmm. so if you're not working for instance what I did with uh Stace Smith and Mesquite so like I would help at times we would go to the ranch i would go to the schools but i was always entering mesquite i wasn't like on the payroll by any means but it was like i hung around them guys i was always there i might get on a mount out one night and then be entered the next night or vice versa and so that would allow me i became familiar with (coughs) anything that had an ss on it right like i knew Careful with that. Sentence. Exactly. I was about to say, <laughs> stay Smith. <laughs> stay Smith. That's what the SS means. Anything. Uh, not anything. <laughs> um, so anyways, like I became familiar with uh, that stock. And so that was, um, <clears throat> that was a big, I, that I enjoyed. But I, I also enjoyed their stock. So it was, right. you know, a win-win. So, but that's kind of the progression. I would, you got to find a way to get on. You know, you can read about it. You can watch videos about it. You can listen to podcasts on it. You can dream about it, but you got to find, eventually you got to get on. And so you got to find a place where you can do that often. Who's, so. who's like, um, I remember I read, uh, my dad always looked up to this guy, uh, John Smith. Or he was just an old, old school Brown rider from back in the day. And there were a lot of guys that my dad ended up traveling with, but he always talked about like, you always got to get in with an old timer. Like they know what's going on. You end up riding with them. Who's, and like for me, it was this guy Sylvan Lacrosse. Like he took he put on a school, and like it was just kind of one of the, all, one of those deals. I'd always always meet up with him, and he'd kind of just not like help me out. It wasn't like he was, you know, we were working with each other every day or anything like that. But it was just always it was like you know having a buddy. Did you have one of those who's like an old time besides your dad, like that you kind of might see at rodeos and everything, help you out or help each other out? Um, that like specifically is an old timer or was or an just, old timer? Just, just a guy who had, had more experience than you when you were starting. Like, uh, you know. Yeah. So like my old man was, but, um, <clears throat> when he passed, it was, it was Jacobs. Yeah. Yeah. So I leaned on, on Jacobs pretty heavily. Right. Um, <clears throat> and pretty often. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I would, yeah, I owe a lot to him for what knowledge I have there. Um, just because, you know, for bull riding, I just, I, it was it was just like God put it on my DNA, you know. So I just had that. You know? <laughs> I didn't need help there. Boy, I was born with a fistful of bull rope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, and then also Lyle Sankey. Yeah. You know, I went to a lot of those schools. I, you know, I fought bulls. And 
So in full fight, and it was Corey Wall and Benny Patrick. Um, but the the bull riding career for me was was a lot short, smaller than than my other stuff. Riding bulls in Bronx was my main thing for for bareback riding. Clint Cannon, yeah, was a huge help. Like that that was my that's my dog. Yeah, in the bareback riding. Uh, and then you know Ross and I, Ross Sherrod, he's been on a podcast, but mm-hmm. but I would say person that helped me the most in rodeo period outside of my old man was jacobs crawley right yeah for sure so and those circle you know like his brother sterling and dean wadsworth and those those kind of guys they were always you know around and and helping bubba miller you know being down there but those kind of people are great to have around oh yeah well you need somebody and and then and then you what you know it's crazy because like you know, Jacobs said a lot of the same things that my old man was saying. Right. But he just said them in a different way, or maybe I had, like, not listened to my old man in a yeah. certain, you know, and just when he said it a certain way, it just clicked differently. You right. Know? Same thing with Clint and bareback riding. Mm-hmm. You know, I might hear Stephen Anding, Big Steve. He almost made the NFR a couple times. But, you know, you'd hear somebody say, and then they say it a completely different way and, it just right registers different. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's great to have somebody to help model your stuff after, mm-hmm. and then you know you've got to put your own little twist on it. And and I don't think it's necessarily a twist, right, but you know sp- because yeah. like 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 maybe style of doing it right and a way that you communicate it to yourself because at the end of the day like a fundamental is a fundamental right you know like you gotta lift yeah you know you gotta <laughs> no you gotta go to the it. front in, yeah. the bear, in the in the bull riding yeah. like you can't live behind your bull rope in the bull riding right you have to go yeah like you might say it a different way you might you know you might tell your body to do it a different way than like what JB says, but at the, but you got to right. do it. It's, ha- it's like it's how the same thing. It's how your brain gets there. Like you know so what I mean? Like, yeah, you got to find that for you. Like right. how do how do you? It's Make, not necessarily that you might be saying something different, but you got to tell yourself. Right. Yeah. However, you need to word it to yourself to get it done. Yeah. Essentially, put but but yeah, and then so anyhow, because you can have the best. I mean, like. Because just because Willie got instruction from JB, right, doesn't mean Willie's going to the NFR, yeah. and going to be a world champion. And we're just really ragging on him this podcast, aren't we? No, well, <laughs> no, I, I, know no I, I think Willie absolutely. I'm saying right. like Willie's got to do it. Now. Yeah, he's got to apply it. Right, he's got to, and he can receive it and believe that JB is telling him the truth, but he's got to now execute like we were talking about right. earlier. So. I be, I personally believe Willie has the ability to do that. Right. So I think everybody on our team has the ability to accomplish those things. I don't yeah. think we have like we don't have anybody that's just like because otherwise I I would I would discourage them. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I really would. Right. Yeah. It's a dangerous thing. Like if we had somebody on our team that like was like you know just like, wasn't ah, yeah. Carlos, I just. What if you tried to be a funny man? You know, like, I, like that. That's what I would say, right? If I thought that, but yeah. I don't. So. <laughs> Just hide his bull rope all the time. Yeah. What about cold weather rodeos? Hate them. I hate going to them, but I will go to them. They're not fun. Like they're yeah. yeah. The what about hurts. rain? Rain? 
Um, the some of the rodeos that I've entered that it's been raining. You know, you got your trash bag out there and you've got it wrapped around your bull rope. Doesn't always help, but like yeah. there's been some times where I would start some really good bull rides and it'd be pouring down rain and I'd lose my bull rope. Yeah. But I like. I was at a college rodeo in Huntsville and it was raining. And of course, usually when it's raining, you get cold unless it's August, but it doesn't rain down here in August much. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, and I looked around and I was like, everybody hates this. Right. So I was like, that means I need to love it. <laughs> <laughs> so like right. I try to, t- I try, I really try to convince myself that I love it just because everyone else hates it and it gives you a competitive right. advantage. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, in rough stock, like you got to compete against that animal. So it, it sometimes it doesn't necessarily always matter what other people are doing, except unless <clears throat> at the end of the, it, it kind of does though, because if people have a bad enough attitude, doesn't matter how good they can ride, they they might ride poorly. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I can remember one time it was pouring rain. I drove to West Virginia, so I was eight hours away from home. And it was pouring like there it was soaking wet like it was flooding it was bad like they almost canceled the rodeo but i was like i'm getting on my bull like right. i'm gonna get on i, where, I don't care where was this in west virginia it rains a lot up there around yeah. y'all doesn't it yeah it, it rains a lot so like i drove eight hours and i was like i'm getting on my bull i was like yeah. i don't care like if y'all are gonna cancel it or not but they ended up buck- they didn't they canceled everything else but because i was like no nah, we're bucking bulls like this is fine that we ended up having the bull riding, but I lost my bull rope. Dang. Bull goes out there, turns back to the left. I make like two rounds on him, and then. Yeah, yeah that that soapy glycerin works great until you add <laughs> moisture to it. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Did you find it? What? Uh, I mean, yeah, it took a minute. That bull was really mean, so I had to wait for him to leave. <laughs> he's saying, wasn't gonna, he's uh, saying you lost your bull rope. Oh, yeah. No, I lost it. I had to go find it. It was muddy. You did actually lose it, yeah. not just like. No, the, the mud was like this thick. Yeah. Bad. <laughs> there were, yeah, you guys ever seen videos of the, uh, the Mile City Bucking Horse Sale? Yeah. And there's like just a foot of mud out there and everything, and it looks. I remember, yeah, for a long time it was my goal to ride there, and it would still be cool but uh man every time i've gone there it just looks like the most miserable like no no part of that looks fun (laughs) yeah uh (laughs) i do think i i think it's okay to get picky in the practice pen Mm -hmm. with rough stock for two reasons number one you got to consider all the people helping you (laughs) but then the other thing which i don't i don't know i'm back and forth on this one I think when you're learning, you know, let's make sure, wait, let's get things as kind of halfway as close to the right. being right as the, you know, if you're getting ready for, you know, there'll come a certain point when you need to know how to be aggressive. Right. So if it's your 10th bronc or 10th bull, I say, let's get it right. Let's yeah. wait till you can be at your 100%. If, yeah. you're, one, if you're at 110 or 210 Tough and, it out, yeah. yeah let's tough yeah, it out, right. you know, because you know how, at that point, you know how to, you know how to be aggressive. Right. Because in, in bronc riding, bull riding, like, that aggression and offensive attitude keeps you from getting hurt. Right. You know, when you give up, that's when you get hurt. If somebody doesn't know how to try, that's when somebody, when you just, like, slump off just into the up, well, yeah. or you just fall off and hang a stirrup, or, uh, that's what, that's what makes me nervous about, uh 
for instance, like four-year-olds on mini horses, right? You know, because they don't know how to try. <laughs> right. Legitimate. Some of them, they don't even know how to. You know, they'll black out right, yeah. and then just like slump off of something, which okay. it's fine on a baby calf. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he's just like ka-ding, But a, a mini horse, he gone. <laughs> yeah. Right. There's been times though, like I'll push myself through the, in the practice pen, like if I'm getting ready for something for sure. Like, all right, I'm gonna get on one. And if I don't ride good, then I'm gonna have to get on another one. So you might as well just ride really good on that first one, and then be yes. tuned up, and then not have to get on a second one. So like I think that brings into that like aggression, like be really good on your first one in the practice pen when it's cold or a little yeah. wet. Then you don't have to get on anymore. I mean that's what it's gonna be like if you go to that's, a rodeo. Yeah. That's like, the one yeah. that counts. Yeah. That is the one that counts. Right. But mm. you better get on your. If you don't ride that first one good, you better get on again and fix it, which means right. you're gonna be out there longer. That's how I see it. Yeah, no, that's a really good, it's, bull riding, bronc riding, yeah, like, I feel like if everybody could get on a warm-up bull or bronc at the rodeo, you know, that second one's going to be out of this world, but you can't. Right. And so, you've got to get yourself going 100 miles an hour, or whatever mile per hour you need to be 90 plus points, you got to go there without getting on a practice yeah. Bull or bronc. Cold bore first. accuracy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You got to go zero to 60 because that's what the bull or horse is going to do. Right. Whether, no matter the conditions. But ranching is different. Yeah. <laughs> anybody can be a cowboy when it's sunny. Seven, I, that's what I always say. It's like, man, anybody can be a cowboy when it's sunny, 75, and your horse is broke and the ground is flat. Well, the, it's it's easier. I, I guess I'm saying it's it's different just because, like, you can put on more layers yeah. and you can ride your good horse that day. Right. <laughs> you know, like, ah, I'm going to leave the colt at the house yeah. and I'm putting on my prairie pants, even though there's no trees. Right. I was, I worked with this guy. I don't remember if I told this on the last podcast, but Brian Smith and Brian was from Texas and he was working at the dragon Y with me and Brian was feeding in the tractor and he just, and when he goes, I don't know if it's an educated opinion, but I don't think this climate's made for cattle. And he says, I've been worked at some places where if it was this cold, we'd just do our chores and go home. And it's like, well, Brian, we're on a cattle ranch in the middle of Montana. Like, we still have to work. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I always thought about that. Yeah, yeah, Montana, you probably had a lot of difficult. I know this morning you were talking about just how cold it got there. It's a totally different cold, though. Like, it's it, like cold. Yeah, it's yeah. easier to deal with. You know, it, it'll Than be here? cold. Yeah, here there's a lot of humidity. Uh-huh. Like, you know, it, it is. I, I'll get chilly chilly down here. But, yeah, up north and everything, it's like, yeah, you just put put on a couple extra layers and it's a lot easier to deal with. Like your Especially face if the cool. wind's not blowing. Yeah. Well, Which, you got wind shear. It's just bad. I think it's just better prepared. I think that's all it is. Like, you already know it's going to be cold. So. Yeah, you're mentally, you're just, yeah. Like, when you step out of the house here and one day it's 75. Yeah. And then the next day it's like it is now. It's terrible. Yeah. It's, it's just like. You just weren't mentally ready for it to be this cold today. No. So it sucks more. Yeah, we talked about that this morning. I was like, it wouldn't be so bad if we could get acclimated to it. Right. Like acclimated. Acclimated. Acupuncture? Yeah. If only. If we could get acupuncture. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. Once you get moving, though, yeah, the first 20 minutes is what sucks. Once you can get moving and get trotting and get your blood pumping yeah then it's way better but but you prefer you prefer the hot versus the cold absolutely see i i guess yeah we might as well bring this debate up here then i prefer 
I prefer the cold because I know as long as I get moving, I'll start to feel better. But when it's hot, like I don't know how to. You just stop moving. Just find yourself a shady spot. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's not. Cole could never imagine stop moving. The ground gets hard when it's cold. I don't want to hit the ground. Ground. Just you. You don't really. You can't really stop moving. You can. Now, granted, I mean, there's a reason we have lights. Right. And it's because in August at two o'clock, we ain't bucking no stock. Right. You know, um, it needs to be evening for yeah. the animal's sake, for our sake. Uh, yeah. I remember when Outlaw, Jared Outlaw, he got a million subscribers on YouTube. And so he came to get on a bull to yeah. celebrate a million. And uh, it was. I don't think it was August, but it was like September 1st. Yeah. So still stupid hot. <laughs> and this joker, like, he got on his bull. Well, then we buck a few more bulls. Cody Webster fights one, freestyles right. one in, on the beaches. And, like, he's in the house. Yeah. Like, he had to go in. It was, like, bothering him so bad. Yeah. I anticipate you being like that. Ah, it very well maybe. I'm not tough. I'm not <laughs> saying you're I'm not saying you're going to go. I'm just saying I think it's going to bother you like that. Yeah. Like, um, so... Yeah, that might that might be the the moment that tests you the most. Yeah, uh, we'll see. I'm not I'm not because then it's all gonna mount up on you, right? You've you've realized nobody likes you. Oh, Donnie, no comment. I'm kidding. The straw that breaks the camel's back. I'm yeah. kidding. I think you'll be fine because we've got it. We've got it pretty easy. And you know, like cow, cow wise. I mean, like, those are the months where typically you try to time it where you are not having calves in August. Right. July or August or early September. Um, but the cows, I mean, there's grass, and they just kind of do their thing. Right. You know, you don't even have to feed them very much. You yeah. just check fence every now and then. Um, and with what we do around here, there's a lot of that, – that, that's when that's when it's light to moderate ranching. Right. For sure. Yeah. So – um, <clears throat> the media side of thing, kind of like today. It's four degrees outside. It's sleeting. The roads are icy, and so here we are. Um, you know what? I think we got some things to do inside. Right. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> y'all want to do a podcast? <laughs> so yeah. Do you have any other questions? Yes. Childhood. Or worst winter slash summer stories or childhood memories in the weather conditions. Since, I mean, tis the season. It's extreme weather conditions for Texas right now. Yeah. Outside. I got caught in a hailstorm once. That sucked. Was your truck okay? No, yeah. I was outside. I was horseback. Was, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was out in a pasture. It was hailing on me. Was your that truck sucked. back home? I don't. I, I, I could care less about the vehicle. <laughs> How do horses react? Like yeah. when you're, if you're trotting along, it and was like, Dollar oh. when he was kind of younger. Like a, oh, like, so he, was he, was like a he was kind of he was kind of a he was bronky like bronking around. Like he what he wasn't bucking. He didn't buck. But how he old was, were you? Like five, fifteen. Say what was this? Thirty <laughs> years ago? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just make a dollar's old. Not because you. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I was fifteen. Four, uh, fourteen or fifteen. Uh, so fifty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was. And then last year sucked just because it, we lost some Kievs. Mm -hmm. no but 
Yeah, Snowmageddon. Yeah. yeah. So finding frozen babies sucks. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't know if I could narrow it down to one. I have lots of cold weather stories where it was just, just crappy. We'll like, try. <laughs> this one isn't even about me. I was working at this place and we had to jingle horses in the morning. Sorry, another Montana word. Or do you say it down here? Mm-hmm. Okay. You had to go jingle horses in and everything, and it was my boss at the time. His name's J2 Bridges, and he had to go jingle horses, so he took off on the four-wheeler, and I was just drinking my coffee. And it was it was pretty cold. Like, oh, you know, rivers are all frozen over. And um, anyhow, oh, he took off on the side-by-side. And anyway, it only usually only takes like five minutes, five or ten minutes to get the horses in. And, well, 15 20 minutes, I'm on my third cup of coffee, and I'm thinking, I wonder if he's all right. So I'm like, well, all right, I guess, we're, guess we'll start. So I get, hop on the four-wheel, and I go out there, and I see J2, and he's just walking stiff. And I pull up to him and everything, and he's just like, get to the house. And uh, he was just fro- just ice ice all over him, head to toe. Just he, uh, And um, anyway, the story was he was chasing after the horses, and they had crossed this creek where it was frozen, and he drove across it on the side-by-side, and the it, fr- creek just poof, Felt, you know, went out from under him and he had to swim out of it basically. And he was just walking back and he was just frozen solid by the time I got to him. Uh, yeah. It has nothing to do with me. I, I mean, it's terrible, but he was fine. Didn't, Dang. yeah. But it was, it was also pretty funny. Yeah. 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 <laughs> when I was little, it was pouring down rain. This was like a rain story. And I was like, I was tiny. And, but there was a skunk on our property. And <laughs> I didn't want it to get shot. But so I was like, we have this live trap. So I was like carrying around this like live trap around our farm. I don't know how old I was, but I was carrying this around and it was pouring down rain and everybody was inside. They thought I was going to be sprayed and that I was crazy because I was because who, do, who does this? Yeah. So so I uh, I sat it down and I got some cat food and I just like stayed there. And then the skunk, <laughs> I had this video of it because my parents were like inside like this is going to be pretty funny when she gets sprayed <laughs> so i set it down and the skunk like comes like hobbling by he was in the middle of the day so i think it was like sick anyway so he came like come comes hobbling by and then like i so i set the trap down and it like closes the latch when he's like right there and so he like i was like i can't move right now so he like he came around the trap and uh and he touched he touched my toe and he didn't he didn't bite it or anything but as a little kid, I was like, oh, no. I was like, Dad, you can shoot him now. <laughs> it was just scary. It was raining the whole time. <laughs> it was so rainy. Yeah. And the skunk was just out. But it's a, it's a childhood memory. It, was just, it doesn't it was rain just that also much. Raining and, <laughs> it was also raining. <laughs> <laughs> Probably had nothing to do with the cold weather. But it was raining. Yeah, it had nothing, it had nothing yeah. to do with the weather. It barely had anything wonder, to do with the skunk. Okay, I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, no. Wait. I wonder if a skunk sprays while it's raining. It, <laughs> I wonder if a skunk sprays while it's raining, if it'll still, like, smell yeah, bad. Well, it oh, will. yeah. Oh, yeah. Star I think it'd probably be worse. This experience. Mm. Yeah. Cold weather ranching, cold weather <laughs> uh, rodeoing, cold weather training. Yeah. So that's what we've talked about. Life advice. Uh, skip me for, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about life advice today. I've been slacking. I've been thinking about that. Oh, sometimes it's, sometimes it might be difficult, but it's not complicated. Don't overthink things. You can really work yourself into a paralysis by analysis mode. We were talking about this about riding horses yesterday, mm-hmm. and Vlad was asking questions, and I, I, you know, and I was just talking. And then after a while, I kind of stopped and I'm like, 
you know what? Actually, just don't overthink it. Just just get it done. It's like I think that's yeah. I think that's a big thing. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's difficult, but it's not complicated. So just roll with it. What you got, Blythe? Um. Oh man, Joe, do you? Yeah. So <laughs> tough times don't last, but tough people do. Mm. Oh, that's good. Mm. <laughs> the going gets tough. The mm. weird go pro. Like that that's, yeah. that's like weather related. Yeah. What tough, do you got? Tough weather. Uh man. You're the only person <laughs> I can like last but lot podcast. Uh, the only person that you should compare yourself to is yourself, and then of that further Jesus. So, yep. Since since Marcus and I are best friends, yeah. And uh, <laughs> he, did he text uh, you actually during this? Probably. I probably got a couple. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Marcus. I, yeah. I ain't got time to respond to you just all the time, Marcus. Excuse me. Um, actually. Also, never trap skunks in the middle of the day. Oh, man, that should have been mine. Um, yeah. Did you but anyways, really? <laughs> from his book. Sorry, guys, this is my life advice. Oh. <laughs> You're taking a while. From his, from his book, it's, uh, it was actually his. <laughs> no, don't end it. Don't end it, Donnie. It was actually his uh, inspect, in, uh, inspector, uh, in, <laughs> instructor, Reno. He said, uh, the, the body can do damn near anything. It's the mind that needs training. So that's helped me, especially with cold weather. When I'm trying to like run every day, like the cold weather stuff is just like, you know, your body can, you're not going to get hypothermia mm -hmm. just if you're out there running in or swimming 20 across degree. the tank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that either. Awesome. Not yeah. if you're out there for just a short time. Yeah. So Lisa's scared though that my body will go into shock and they're going to find me out there. I was there that one day <laughs> that you were swimming across it. You do yeah. it for fun? Yeah, he did it the next day. What? I've done it a few times since. Yeah. Mainly just because I don't want to. Does anybody know that you're out there? I've, I've he, since yeah. told Lisa I would text her when I go out there. I don't know if that would help because it doesn't take that long to drown. Yeah. I don't think. <laughs> just float. <laughs> but, but also, <laughs> like, but also sure. like, it's... <laughs> I didn't mean to laugh at it. Jail <laughs> drowning. Cole is like, oh. Now, now I got to get this sappy Instagram <laughs> post ready. <laughs> Great. Um, <laughs> well, I've only known Dale a short yeah. time. Yeah. Um, the water is waist deep. Yeah. And I don't dive into it. You know, I just kind of ease into it. And I go about the length of this room and back. Do so. you think it's worse, though, that easing into water that's freezing? Or like just. No, I've something? heard it's worse to dive into it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that'll make you go in shock. Yeah. Uh, I think it's know. the diving into it. And I've already been out in it running in it for about an hour. So anyway, I don't do it all the time. Like, it's just like, just go when you have a death wish. You just, yeah. It's yeah. not a, I don't, it's, oh, I don't. Yeah. Anyway, the body can do damn near anything, <laughs> Blythe. It's the mind that needs training. The mind, yeah. But maybe I should probably just have somebody around, I guess. Whatever. Yeah, I'm just I'm just still just thinking about how horrible it, it Well, I'm I'm not saying I would laugh. It would be terrible. But <laughs> he like, was laughing. <laughs> We're having a sale. Like, just, <laughs> 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 like, well, I could just see you on the tank. <laughs> we tried yeah. to tell him. Well, cuz I, I, I tried to tell him. I always talk about there was there's a story out of Canada and this guy goes to the bar, gets drunk, walks home, crosses a river and everything, comes across a beaver dam and he starts messing with the beaver dam. And sure, and he's pretty drunk. Sure enough, a beaver comes out, bites this guy on the leg, cuts his femoral artery. He bleeds out. To that, 
to a select group of people, that was a terrible story. That was a tragedy. This guy died in the woods. But to the rest of the world, it's, hila- it's hilarious that beavers have one confirmed kill, like against humans. In all of human history, they got one. So it's always just a reminder, like, don't be a statistic. Cole's <laughs> <laughs> life advice. I'm not yeah. like... It just keeps going. I'm not like this swimmer or anything. <laughs> it's just this thing I saw that I was like, man, I really don't want to do that. And so I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to do it anyway. Just to train to, the mind. Just to, like, make myself do something I don't want to do. I don't know. I think that there's sometimes... I don't like... I hate running. I hate running. I hate being cold. So, like, I run, and then I jump in a cold pond. And then after that, I feel like, all right, life sucks. You can only get better from here. <laughs> if you can motivate yourself to do something you hate, like, just absolutely detest, like, how easy it is to do something that exactly. you like. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and I, I don't do the cold water thing. I do it. I take a cold shower because that wakes me up and I, and it helps my mind. But like, I don't jump in the tank that Good often. Good for your hair too. Maybe four or five times. But still, like, it's just a. It's more than me. It's just a little <laughs> thing. I don't know. Is it really better for your hair? Yeah. yeah. Cold, water. cold water. I think that's that- like one of the few benefits, like. I don't, nah, I don't, your hair is so good. I don't take a cold shower because there's a list of benefits outside of mental. Mm. Fair, fair enough. I'm just saying. But it, it is yeah. good for your hair, but yep. like I don't really, I don't care about my hair. Good for circulation. I'm sure it's good for circulation. <laughs> now, okay, I'll say this. There's probably like the, the George St. Pierre thing. Right. Like he's like an athlete. Like you, if you sit in a ice bath. What I'm talking about is just quick rinse off. There's no right. benefits for no, me to be yeah. in, a, a, in, a, in a for 90 seconds. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> <laughs> it wakes you up and you hate doing it. That's right. about the only thing for it. You know, that's not long enough to give yourself yeah. a benefit, I don't think. But, anyways, whatever. Yeah. All right, people, text me 940 353 0890 and go jump in a, a cold water trough. But text somebody before you do it. <laughs>